Welcome to Successful Parenting, where we, Jackie Rue and Robin Choquette, share practical skills for families to build resilience and healthy connections. As practicing professionals and parents ourselves, we hope this podcast is a resource for parents to grow, reflect, and learn more about themselves and their children. Our approach is simple, tangible, and most importantly, we lead with compassion for the integrity of the families we serve. This podcast should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for informational purposes only. We love our work and we can't wait to watch families gain confidence and open themselves up to new ways of successful parenting. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning, Robin. How are you? I'm good. How about you today? Good, good. I am excited. I am uh, back to running and I have a race next weekend, so I am I am looking forward to it. Yeah, I was talking <laughs> to one of my clients about you. Oh, I, said, well, I said, you know, I have this good friend in Chicago and go run and her husband and I would go and watch her, you know, at the marathons and cheer her on. And I said, every time we would see her, she'd be like, I hate this. <laughs> this is not fun. And I'd be like, why are you doing it? Okay, well, okay, Robin, that was like at mile 20. Mind you, remind you, Robin would say to me, why are you doing this? You don't have to. At mile 20, you don't say that to someone. But um, you do quit, Jackie. I'm like, but maybe yeah, I would was- never say that to you. <laughs> you do. You guys would have this, like, you'd be with a coffee at mile 22, like, you look miserable. I'm like, I sucks. <laughs> It's like, it's like childbirth, right? You you know, you're like, I'll never do this again. And then you're like, oh, that was worth every minute. So this race is only six miles. So I'm hoping I can make it through six miles without crying. <laughs> How's your foot? Uh, it's it's still going to be a challenge. It's going to be, I'm going to have it for a while, but okay, life goes on. Yeah, you're, you're amazing. You got to troop through. You got to troop through. And so... <laughs> Um, and you've taught me that you have to just work through it with a smile sometimes. <laughs> and then sometimes the smile's not there, but that's okay too, <laughs> that's right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fake, yeah. fake it, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah. And my, um, what's it called? The resting bitch face. <laughs> Something just came up recently about that. And I'm like, I'm not upset. And they were like, your face looks like it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I can't help that one. Well, let's get started. Well, and it's interesting. I like how you said even facial expressions, because I think, um, you know, leading into our topic today, I think different facial expressions and tones can mean things in different cultures, right? And so different expectations we place have on children has a lot to do with our perspective and interpretations of things. And so coming from our framework. So I love the guests that we have invited today. Yes, me too. Let's start. So Dr. Erika is a native of Croatia. She arrived here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in 2007. She was on an athletic scholarship to pursue her dream of becoming an Olympic athlete. In addition to her private practice, uh, she is the diversity counselor and outreach coordinator for the international students at the University of Texas at Austin. She is very passionate about her work with the athletic population and international students. Welcome. Well, thank you. That is so lovely to hear about myself coming from another person. But thank you both, <laughs> Jackie and Robin, for, for having me here today. Oh, we are excited that you've agreed to join us. Well, let's jump right in and get started. Tell us a little bit about you, you know, how your experiences have influenced you. Just kind of 
take us on that journey of where you are now and how you got here. Yes, it's been a long journey. You know, as a young child, I was always very competitive and into sports. And because of my hard work and talents in athletics, I was able to earned this opportunity to come here to the U.S. and study and pursue initially my dream of becoming an Olympic athlete, which didn't happen. But since high school, I always knew I kind of wanted to go into this field of helping others, mainly because I had a sport counselor working with me who was very instrumental. And so coming to the U.S., studying, and then later on pursuing a master's degree, and, and, and after that, a PhD, really was a long journey. And also, as an international person coming from Croatia, having to learn about cultural differences and how my values are not necessarily fitting in with the values here and dealing with that internal struggle is really something that I find extremely beneficial today when I work with other students, other clients who are immigrants or refugees or international students or exchange students or third culture kids, those personal experiences of overcoming challenges and going through acculturation are extremely valuable because I can relate to them. And they also get the sense, okay, this person understands me. So um, it, it helps us work effectively and efficiently. Yeah. And I think growing up in today's world can be so challenging, whether you're a child or you're a parent. And I know Robin and I talk a lot about that children today must navigate, you know, societal expectations. They have social media that so often a lot of the clients I work with, you know, use as a guide, which we know that isn't always the best, as well as other sources that children are exposed to. They get inundated with information from all sides how do we help them, you know, kind of decipher what is realistic expectations for them, right? Versus family expectations. And in some of the families I work with have a couple in mind and parents were not raised in America. They will say that they really struggle with parenting in America because it can be so different. Do you find that too? Yes, I would definitely agree with that. Coming from a different country, they were raised differently. Mm-hmm. And same, like you said, that the social influences kind of make the waters more muddy and it makes it a little bit more challenging for those international parents. How do I navigate this? How do I continue to instill the values of our culture while also help my child and myself transition and figure out how do I function within this culture that I'm in right now? That can create a lot of internal conflict for parents and for their children. And then there becomes some friction oftentimes between parents and the children because they may be on different pages. Absolutely. And I think as parents, even without recognizing it, they may place a lot of pressure on their children from their own cultural expectations. I want to take a, a little bit of a deeper dive into this. I have family and, and the child is in high school and she is really, really struggling just with basic daily you know, hygiene and just getting herself out of bed. And the parents are really driving home. You know, You need to get a certain score on the ACT you need to do this, you need to do that. And they're not recognizing kind of some of the barriers there. And I think some of that does come from their own, you know, cultural expectations. What might we see with all of these expectations children face today? You know, I think it's really heartbreaking for me personally, because I see children really struggling. I think pandemic didn't help with this either, but there's an increase in anxiety, 
that children are experiencing and meeting criteria for various anxiety disorders. There is increased level in depression. There is increase in low self-esteem, low confidence, constant comparison to others. You know, in my work with some adolescent kids and a big chunk of them are college clients, there is a strong impact from the expectations that they have to meet that sometimes are self-imposed, other times are parental or familial, but there is a big impact on mental health and just being able to have high quality of life. Yeah, absolutely. So often we hear about achieving the American dream and we've all worked with those families where it, you know, it's a type A personality, go, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. And if you don't, then you're not really successful. And they might even consider the child a failure. Although the child's thriving and doing well, they may consider it a failure if they're not getting, you know, certain scores or certain things happening. What are some of the other cultural expectations that might be there we need to think about for families? I think it depends on the origin of the family. I think the culture that they are coming from has a big impact on that. But things that you mentioned, the strong drive for almost perfection, having to be great, having to join prestigious organizations or being part of prestigious groups, having to get best jobs, the expectation of okay, you're done with school, now go get a great job, and your job is now to take care of the family. Maybe part of the families here in the United States, maybe part of the families back in their country of origin. That's a lot for a young adolescent to kind of be thinking about, even for a college kid to be thinking about, because they lose the I. Who am I? What do I want? What are my needs? And mm-hmm. they kind of get engulfed into, okay, I'm doing all these things to support and take care of my family. And they lose their sense of who they are, the sense of self. And that's something else that I'm starting to notice more and more frequently. Kids coming in in like early 20s, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What is the purpose of life? Almost having these existential crises, but they haven't even experienced a lot of life yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's that's a good point. As you were saying that, I was just envisioning grandparents. And so often I know when I've worked with families and worked with adolescents, they'll say that, you know, the pressures from the grandparents or the aunts and uncles, and then the parents. And then it's just like, I see these different pockets and the intensity can be so different. And just sometimes the child feels this disconnect and it could even be shame at times. Right. And how do you honor that? How do you honor the fact that in your family, everybody got married early and then focused on taking care of the family and the children? And here you are maybe in a now in a different setting in the US and you want to pursue your career. How do you honor that there are these expectations from your grandparents, your parents, and then there is this flame that you have within yourself that is quite different from the things that they're expecting of you. Do you feel like for a lot of families, you know, just raising children in the United States, if you haven't been raised to yourself, there is extra pressure on the achievement because you have all these perceived opportunities? Yes. I think here in the U.S., there's a lot of emphasis on individualism. There's a lot of emphasis on work, 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 hustle kind of culture, like get it done, earn more money. And for some of these clients that I work with that are coming from Asian countries, for example, there's a lot of emphasis on collective approach and we make decisions as a family and you can make a decision on your own because we are supporting you. So you mentioned shame. I would also add guilt because sometimes I have kids who say, you know what, I have to do what my parents expect of me because they are paying for my education or they're supporting my, my journey here in the U.S. And 
I have to do what they expect of me to do. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And it's interesting because I think we learn a lot, even I'm learning from this conversation, thought of having a choice might be difficult for some families, right? With what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on suggestions for us or for families on how to handle that versus maybe saying to your child, it's your choice when really, you know, from a cultural perspective, it may be more of a family decision that we're looking at. You know, I would strongly encourage uh, encourage parents to have conversations about values. You know, what are our family values? What are our cultural values? And tie that into the expectations. Because oftentimes in my work, when I meet with a client who is an international student, I ask them, you know, what, what do your parents value? And then there's a long pause because they never thought about that. And so oftentimes I hear, you know, they want me to be an honest person. They want me to be a hard worker. They want me to pursue what I want to pursue, but there's also this pressure to be the best. Okay. So right now, if you're, for example, struggling with managing all your responsibilities because you're in this society, you're in this organization, you're a president of that organization, you're also taking 15 credits, and maybe you're also part of, you know, some sports club or activity. That's a lot. What do you want to do here? Well, I don't want to do this or that, but I have to because my parents are going to be disappointed. And so when that conversation comes about, I always say, okay, let's Think about what do your parents value? Your parents value good education. They want you to be successful. How can we make a case for you to be comfortable enough to raise this with your parents and have a discussion about it? Hey, mom and dad, you want me to be a great student. In order for me to do that, to be a great student, to have the grades, I need to let go some of these extracurricular activities because I just cannot manage everything. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's a conversation that I have with a college kid, right? College right. level clients. I would say it shouldn't really be a responsibility of a kid to initiate that conversation. And so for parents to be aware, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the values. Let's talk about expectations because that's another thing that I don't see really happening. I don't see parents sitting down and saying, here are our expectations. Let's talk about that. Let's give you an opportunity to give us feedback or to let us know what are your goals and desires and wishes. So those expectations can maybe be adjusted or managed a little bit within the family. And then parents are in a position where now I have more insight into what my child wants and I can better support them. Right. I do like that. We talk a lot about having those family meetings and part of it is what are our values and establishing that, having that to be a routine for the families to have these open conversations. That leads me into thinking about traditions. And we want the children to have a sense of their tradition and their values and the importance of those. How do we help and navigate, you know, not forcing it down their throat. And we see that anger and that resentment. But at the same time, we want them to understand and know the importance of those. How would you suggest families go about doing that? Any thoughts? You know, it's such a hard question because every family is different. Mm -hmm. I would say somebody maybe who is a young parent or who is thinking about becoming a parent, you know, let's think, how can we have these conversations early on? How can this become part of our family tradition or something that we agree to do? I don't know. You want to do it once a week? You want to do it once a month? You want to do it periodically check in? But I would try to kind of implement it from that standpoint, what works better best for each particular family and 
So it doesn't feel like, okay, we have a meeting on a Sunday, we have a family meeting, and we're going to talk about this. Because what if, if a child doesn't feel like talking about that? Mm-hmm. So I would also say, you know, check in with a child, like, hey, do we need a, is, is there something going on? Is there something you're feeling? Is there something that you're, you're not comfortable about? Are you okay with family coming together and talking about this? Even small kids, five, six years old, if you obviously talk at a level that they can understand, but you can start implementing that at that age too. You know, hey, we're going to talk about what our family goals are or what we as parents would like for you. But then we also want you to tell us what you want for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that approach. I like that too. And and I think there's a lot of different avenues we could go with this growing up, you know, whether it's, you know, childhood, adolescent or college years, what do you recommend for parents to talk about with their children in terms of their path and the path that maybe they took and the path that they'd like to encourage their child on? Everything. (laughs) Everything. Because oftentimes I see clients and they share, I don't understand why my parents are like this or my parents, you know, they just keep pushing me. They don't understand that I can't go anymore. So there is a lot of disconnect between parents' experiences and and child's current experience. And I say everything because kids don't necessarily understand, you know what? Nobody gave my mom and dad a textbook on how to be a great parent. And we know that. (laughs) And, you know, my standpoint always is, you know, I choose to believe that every parent is doing the best they possibly can, considering where they came from, considering the tools and skills and resources that they have available. And so the parents don't know what they don't know. And sometimes, more often than not, parents learn from trial and error, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes, you know, they do the best they can and they say, oh, shoot, you know, my child is crying. I messed up. I need to do something different or I hurt my child. I need to do something different. And so one thing is like, how can we share that information with kids sooner that, you know, nobody gave your parents a textbook. They're doing the best they can, same way that you are doing the best you can. And how can we together figure out areas for improvement? And when it comes to parents, obviously, I would say parents need to have enough self-awareness and insight that, you know, this was the life that I had. How is that impacting me? And what am I doing to my child that is maybe similar or different from my childhood? Mm-hmm. What What is something that my parents did to me that I didn't like that impacted me and have enough awareness of how they have been impacted by that so they can make a conscious choice not to do that with their child? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jackie and I have written a parenting workbook, and that's one of the things that we have is actually a worksheet in there having parents to go back and think about their own childhood and think about their development and how they traveled to where they are today and how they conceptualize being a parent has all been based off of all of these experiences. And I agree, I think that's such an important task. And having that awareness, I think, really can help parents to make choices that are much more effective and in line to their values and what they want to happen for their child. I think that's such an important piece. Well, you know, we're talking a lot here about communicating and communication is so vital for families. Is there anything that you suggest for parents? I mean, that's a broad topic, but just about communicating with their child and and having these conversations. Are there any things that you've noticed or you would say to parents? say, you know, take the initiative to check in with your child. And it can be as simple as how was your day? What did you notice today? What did you notice about yourself? 
So taking the initiative to do those check-ins, not just have discussions and conversations when child doesn't perform or when something bad or negative happens. Let's have those conversations when things are going well. So when things are not going well, it's going to be easier to have those hard conversations because this is part of something that we do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, and I think that these are good points, you know, and, and things to think about. You know, we might be dating ourselves here, but referencing even Bob Dylan's, the times are changing, you know, let's just take a moment to discuss how it's different than when we grew up, right? Because there there is a lot of differences and we hear that all the time. For instance, you know, my parents, they were not super involved in my life. They expected certain things. I understood what was expected. And there was a lot of room for me to make mistakes and figure it out. Any thoughts on what families might need to think about when we think about those differences from maybe how we were raised and just everything our our children today are dealing with, whether it's technology or pressure or just feeling like they're being managed? Any recommendations on that? You know, first thing that pops into my mind as you ask this question is, help-seeking behaviors, especially when working with different cultures. I think that's an important thing to think about and consider and have conversation because in some cultures, we don't ask for help. Mm-hmm. It's not okay to ask for help. We, we handle this within the family. We don't dirty our laundry out to everybody else. And so what does asking for help look like? And expanding that it's okay to ask for help outside of our family. And I know that sounds like a huge task because if that is not something that is part of the culture, cultural identity, their values or traditions, it may be really hard. Right. But, you know, for me, growing up in Croatia, I hate to say this, but there is this underlying belief in society that only, and I hate this word, crazy people use counseling or psychological services or ask for help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a stigma that that is very prevalent in my culture. And since coming to the United States and, you know, doing my own work and helping others do the work, that has been something that I have noticed with majority of my clients that they had to overcome that belief that we don't we don't ask for help and it's not okay to ask for help. And so I would say for the parents Can we talk about seeking help? How do we seek help? Where do we seek help? And that sometimes it's okay to do that outside of our family. Because mom and dad may not be therapists, mom and dad may not be social workers, mom and dad may not be psychologists, mom and dad are mom and dad, but they can connect us with resources where I can get more support if that is what I need. Or if that is that what they determined that I need. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I agree. I think it is such a difficult topic for families. Yeah. You know, as we start wrapping up our conversation, what do you think is essential for families to know about just easing some of the pressures and having strong, you know, family and cultural bonds? One of the things that I've noticed that causes a lot of tension in families is this pressure of achieve, achieve, achieve. And these teens are feeling that lack of connection, that lack of knowing how to communicate, knowing how to be present with one another. And the more they feel that pressure, I see a lot of anger from the, some of the teens and children I work with and frustration that can come out as defiance. The more defiance, the more frustration that comes on both sides. So what is some tips for families to bond and kind of go back to some of the basics? I think a number one thing for parents would be if they're aware and they recognize, oh, here are the expectations that I have of my child. Check yourself. Where is this expectation coming from? Is this coming from me not achieving some of my goals and now I'm pushing that onto my child? 
because I want them to have a life that I didn't have and forgetting that this may not be what my child wants. That would be one recommendation for the parents. Another thing is focusing on the present moment. You know, I think a lot of these expectations, it's future oriented, sometimes quite far into the future. And that is what produces anxiety for the kids and the parents that, oh, you have to achieve X, Y, and Z, but that potential achievement is years away. So how can we scale that down and say, okay, this is something that you could strive towards, but what can you do about it now? And how can you enjoy that? And how can you try out different things and allow yourself to have different experiences and then use that to make decisions moving forward? So it goes back to allowing kids a little bit of autonomy and allowing them to use their voice to give you feedback and not getting upset at them. You know, I understand that sometimes it can be frustrating because today your child may want to play soccer, tomorrow they may want to play tennis, the day after they may want to play volleyball. And you're like, you know, I just spend so much money to get you this stuff. But allowing kids to have different experiences without getting upset because they are searching for what they like, what they enjoy, where they fit, right? Right. So those are the couple of things that pop into my mind as, as we think about that. Right. Because so often what happens is children feel like they're failing, right? And when they start to feel like they're failing, that's where I think everything falls apart. So it sounds like really trying to accept your child and, you know, be understanding of their perspective. And I think it's just such a helpful conversation to have. Yes, I agree. As you mentioned, you know, as a child is figuring out, I think the part that parents can also help facilitate is what are the values in this? Are we trying this because we are trying to learn new skill? So is there a little sense of experimentation? Did we commit to this and now you're wanting to quit? Okay, can we agree that you're going to finish out this season? So, okay, maybe the kid is trying to learn how to push through and we agree that you're going to finish playing soccer for the season and in the fall you can play something else. So also teaching them like how to hold themselves accountable to the decisions that they made. So I see all of these scenarios really as an opportunity to instill values that maybe you already have within your family. And so how can we make that connection through this activity or through this pursuit or through this form of education and reinforce that for the child? Love it. I love that. Okay, we are to the point of our three questions. Here we go. You may choose to answer one, two, or all three of the questions. It's going to be your choice. Let me read the questions to you and then you can let us know what you want to answer. Number one, tell us one of your funny parenting stories. Now this could be from your own childhood. It's something that your parents did. Number two, what TV family or movie would you want to be a part of and why? And number three, what does successful parenting mean to you? What do you think? I'll go for the third one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Also a disclaimer here, I am not a parent. Okay. So obviously I don't have that first hand lived experience of what that means. But I often think about it because I do want to have children one day myself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I think about successful parenting, I also think about how my parents raised me, parts that I liked and enjoyed and parts that now I see, "Mm, this is something that I want to do a little bit differently than how my mom or dad handled it. And like I said earlier, there's no handbook. So I have no clue things that I'm going to expect 
experience or challenges that I'm going to encounter once I actually have my own children. But I really want to be a parent that is going to create an environment where child feels safe enough to be who they are and tell me what they're going through. Tell me what they're feeling. Tell me what they're thinking. So not so I can correct that, but just so I can be there and validate and provide them with resources if that is not something that I can help with. So creating that safety, always being there no matter what, whether they make a mistake or do something wrong or silly. And now in theory, I know that sounds easy and I know in practice, it's probably not going to be, it's probably not going to be like that, but I would like to be a parent that is going to be able to control their emotions and not take that out on a child and be able to take some time for myself to process and then, you know, be cool, level-headed when I'm talking to my kid. Mm -hmm. The fact, for me personally, the fact that I'm thinking about these things, I would like to think that I'm starting to prepare myself, although I probably cannot fully prepare myself for that. Right. You know, for anyone who is thinking or planning to be a parent, I think the earlier you can start thinking about these things and look at how you react to certain situations, what your personality is like, what do you need to learn or challenge yourself. I think this is an excellent area for growth and preparation, but still remember that you may be surprised or taken taken by surprise by things when yes. you actually have children. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. And I think what you said now, and you said it earlier, it's that awareness piece. And we look at change and we look at growth, that awareness is such an important piece of it. And so mm-hmm. I think you're right on. I really like that. Well, thank you so much. We absolutely have enjoyed our time together and all of information will be in the description. And thank you for being a part today. Yes. Thank you so much. I learned a lot and I it was, it was great. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you both for having me. And it was a pleasure talking to both of you as well. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, Robin. Bye, Jackie. Thank you for joining us. And make sure to subscribe and like us to catch our next episode, where we will take you on a journey to find new ways of successful parenting.